You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host Jessica and tonight Kyle and I are here to discuss the Tiger Paw Invitational which happened February 14th and 15th. I can't let this go without Kanye out. You said tonight. It's not night. But when they're listening to it, it might be night. But what if they're listening to it in the day? Well, then today or tonight, at this present time, we will be discussing the <laughs> Tiger Paw Invitational. Yes, it's our second time going to Clemson, South Carolina. And in my defense, it is gloomy outside, so it looks like night. I thought we had moved on from that <laughs> at this point. No, you're not going to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> So, like I was trying to say, this is our second time in Clemson, South Carolina. We did the Bob, Poll- the Bob Pollock Invitational, and now we're at the Tiger Paw Invite. Yes, and so this is a big meet. It so... is. It's quite the meet. And yeah. Remember when we uh, were thinking and talking about the Bob Pollock Invitational, Coach Spry even said that uh, the this first one at Clemson was going to be a lot different from when we got back to now, the Tiger Paw Invitational. And I think you can see that in the amount of athletes that are here. Yep. And in the it gives you, I think, a good look at what Auburn could be expecting in terms of um, last week with the Arkansas Invitational, mm-hmm. what you can expect from them in SEC competition. Yep. And now this is a good what to expect from Auburn on the national stage as well. I'm proud of you for figuring that out. You know, every once in a while, I do have my moments. Well, I mean, you might as well just be the host, and I'll be co-host again. Oh, really? You want me to just take this thing over again? Go for it. No. You run it. No. Nope. So. Nope. 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 As Kyle was kind of saying, this is the final meet, the regular season for indoor. Oh, I didn't realize that, actually. Yeah, this is it. Gosh, it's so quick. I know. That's indoor's always quick. So I thought this quote was interesting, so I don't normally read quotes from the coaches, but this one was fun. So Why? Why do you get against the coaches? Why can't you read quotes from them? Lord! Ralph Spry said, it, meaning the meat, will be the top meat in the country in terms of performances. This is the test we need. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said earlier, this is what you can expect from Auburn on the national stage. doesn't mean that they're going to perform a lot better or worse or even the, exactly the same. It's just a good precursor to kind of, you know, realize where they stand competition-wise, talent-wise currently Yeah. Uh, before we actually get to... Uh, you know, the national championship meet. Absolutely. So just a few, um, I guess we can talk about a few little wins before we get into all the results. Mm -hmm. So for the women, we had Abby Zane, who placed fifth in the 1600 meter. Tori McKinley placed fourth in the shot put. And then Jocelyn Budwig placed fifth in the shot put. 
And Maddie Malone, our girl, plays second in the women's weight throw. I mean, it's just like uh, understood at this point that Maddie Malone's going to bring home the gold, silver, bronze every yeah. time. And she's the lone, you know, medalist in terms of what I pay attention to in this meet for the Tigers. Yeah, you're I, right. So I was trying to go top five, not just top three. But. No, I appreciate you bringing, because, I mean, I think when you get to a meet of this stage, you need to celebrate every little win that you can. And so people finishing in the top five it's is huge. a huge accomplishment. And we should celebrate that, especially with the amount of teams and individuals that are there and the level of competition that's there. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll talk a little bit more about their times and their marks and everything um, once we get into all the results. So for the men, we had Christopher Grant. He placed fifth in the 16-meter dash, and Tommy McDonough placed fourth in the 1,600-meter. Yeah, so the men here probably, you know, not the the stars, where we were talking in previous meet, where they kind of took the reins a little bit from the women. So I would say Maddie and her girls led the way here. It's still, you know, top five finishes for the guy are, guys are not something to really uh, brush over in the least. Absolutely not. So why don't you tell us about Joyce Camelli? So again, this is a situation where we've got an athlete uh, going to a different location than her team actually is. You know, I always kind of wonder why that is. But I guess if you think about it, if, if they're not meeting the type of competition that they, they need or necessarily um, could benefit from at the meet that the whole team's going to, it would make sense to send them over there. But that's quite exactly. a feat because you've got to send, obviously, her. I'm sure there's got to be a, a staff member, a coach, go with them. I'm sure another individual in, in, in some aspects. So to make a decision like that, I think, also says that if we're going to devote the resources, not just send her, but the resources there with her, it's got to be something that's really important, not yep. just to her, but the team as well. Which I think this was. So Joyce, she went to Boston to the David Henry Valentine Invitational. Wow, what a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So she went to compete in the 3,000 meter run. So this is exactly the same venue where she broke the Auburn 5,000 meter school record back in December. So we remember when she had that one weird meet. So Coach Spry wanted her to go to see if she could qualify for nationals with the 3,000 meter. So she placed 15th in the 3,000 with a time of 9 minutes, 52.48 seconds. So does that place her? In... So I don't actually know. Okay. So there was no mention of it. So I'm guessing not. My automatic assumption is no. However, I don't know if that was the qualifier for nationals okay. or if this was just a test to see where she would fall. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, I think it was worth going up there to try because she did well oh, for the first sure. time around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so more to come. Okay. All right. Well, let's start getting into some actual meat of the meat. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh my. Okay. Ooh, that was that was your one bad joke you for the night. So cheesy. Ah, uh, you know, I do what I can here on this show. So let's start talking about the women here, and we will talk about the women's sixty meter dash first. Patrice Moody with a run in the Tiger Paw Invitational of seven point seven seconds. That's a little bit faster than her last one at the Razorback Invitational. Followed by Destiny Charles with a run of 7.72. Uh, that gets her 42nd place out of 55 competitors. Hope Igbenogany with a run of 7.76. And that gets her 46th place out of 55 runners. So quite a bit of people in this race, actually. Yeah. Altogether. That's, that's pretty... And I think you'll see throughout the results, there are a lot of athletes at this meet. I'll say no it's more. ridiculous. Because this next one, the yep. women's 200 meter... How about we'll raise it from 55 competitors to 87 competitors? So that gives you an idea of how large this is right here. Yeah. Okay, Destiny Charles in that event, 24.03 for her run for 35th. Myra Mack, 24.5 at uh, 52nd place. And then Tyler Colbert, 
with a run of 25.16, which gets her 73rd. Uh, out of those 87 competitors. All right. So moving on to the women's 400 meter, we just had Myra Mack. She ran a time of 56.01 seconds for a 37th out of 56 competitor finish. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot. Then moving on to the women's 800 meter. So we had Abby Zane with a time of two minutes, 15.4 seconds and a 23rd place finish out of 40 athletes. Jennifer Dietrich with the time of 2 minutes, 16.1 seconds, and a 24th place finish. Followed by Gigi Maddox with a time of 2 minutes, 17.8 seconds, and a 31st place finish. And so we're seeing a lot of competitors here for the first time again in events. So this is Abby Zane and Gigi's first time in the 800 meter. They've run other events for us, longer distances, because they come from their cross-country background. Right. But uh, first time in this one. But, and Abby did really well. I mean, she was the top yeah. competitor for Auburn this In her time. first run. But, I mean, between the three ladies, there's a two and a half second difference between all three of their finishes. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I don't remember Jennifer Dietrich from uh, Cross Country. She wasn't part of that, was she? I don't think she was. I know Gigi was. Yeah. yeah. But I don't believe so. I they run really well in a group, so maybe they should be together on the Unless she field. is better at middle distances. That is true. You know, don't you poke, never know. Don't poke holes in my logic over okay, here. Okay, well, next. The women's 1600 meter run. We had three competitors. Again, Abby Zane, and this is where we start making some noise. With that fifth place finish out of 35 competitors, her run was 4 minutes, 52.4 seconds. Yeah. Then we move down to Gigi Maddox with a run of 5 minutes, 4.1 sec- oh, uh, 0.41 seconds uh, on that one. A little bit different there. Uh, 17th place, Hannah Tarwater, 5 minutes and 4.9 seconds for 21st overall. So let's just look, though. Hannah Tarwater, her last time that she competed in indoor in the mile, she ran, what is that, seven seconds slower. Seven seconds is sig- a significant yeah. chunk of well, change. Well, especially over off. that distance, too. Yeah. I mean, it's any time you knock seg- seven seconds off of any event is pretty significant, but you're doing but it over. But the 1,600 is not as long as it sounds. Right. So seven seconds, that's significant. So I'm really proud of her. They all, um, even Abby Zane knocked off seven seconds from her, and Gigi knocked off a full five seconds from her time. So really proud of these ladies. I think you're going to see a recurring theme as we go throughout here, especially in the running events. A lot of them are getting better times in this event. So they're peaking at the right time. Exactly. So moving on to the women's 3,000 meter. So we know that um, Joyce traveled up to... What do we to say? Boston. Boston. That Valentine race. <laughs> yes. Do you think they ran with little like heart-shaped things How on them? How freaking cute would that have been? I mean, I wasn't thinking cute. I was thinking that'd be annoying, but you know, that's just me. Well, you have to run with your number on anyway, so. So you just put like a heart around it? Yeah. They, anyway. If they, if they didn't do that, that was just dumb. That's, that'd be anyway. good marketing. Go ahead. So Mercy Kiprop plays six out of 29 athletes with a time of nine minutes, 56 seconds. Then we had Hannah Tarwater placing ninth with nine minutes, 58.3 seconds. And Faith Bet placing 13th with 10 minutes, 6.0 seconds. So again, all, so this is the, Hannah Tarwater is the only person that has competed in this event throughout indoor season. And she significantly improved her time. Previously, she had an 18 second slower time. So this was a big improvement for Hannah. Yep. So moving on to some field events, we have the women's 60 meter hurdles. We have our girl, Natasha Jordan, placing 47th out of 59 with a time of 8.74 seconds. I really like seeing, even though she didn't place super high in this event in terms of placement, it gives you a good idea of kind of where she sits at talent-wise with the rest of the 
of the nation currently. And again, this and, is not the end. And just remember, she's a heptathlete, yes. pentathlete, whatever. Right. So she doesn't specialize in one thing. She is very good. Correct. In several different She's a areas. renaissance athlete, which I so respect because neither of us are that. Right. And so that's what I really like about this is to kind of see where in each event she kind of stands now yeah. that she's kind of doing them individually and not just competing in the athlete elite thing lawn things i don't know exactly those big things with the big numbers all right keep going with the field events here we'll start with the women's high jump natasha jordan again with a jump of 1.73 meters that gets her eighth out of 23 competitors caroline lawrence uh, right behind her with a jump of 1.68 meters 13th out of 23 competitors keeping with the jumping events the long jump natasha jordan again 5.49 meter jump 36 out of 48 Imani Jones, 5.37 meter jump for 39th out of 48. And then Sarah Little, also a jump of 5.33 meters with a 41st place out of 48 competitors. And moving on to the women's triple jump, we had Imani Jones again with a jump of 11.9 meters and a 19th place out of 21 athletes finish. So, and this is actually her farthest jump yeah, this so season. Again, another one peaking at the right time. Yeah. And I think they still probably got a little bit more in the tank. I agree. So moving on to women's shot put, we had Tori McKinley place fourth out of 23 athletes with a throw of 15.34 meters, followed by Jocelyn Budwig placing fifth with a throw of 15.12 meters, and Mara Hewalt with a throw of 14.22 meters to round out Auburn with a 13th place finish. I feel very comfortable with where we're at with the throwing events right now, especially after seeing how we competed in this stage. Not just because we've got the household names like Maddie and Tori McKinlan, but, you know, you look at Jocelyn, she's right there. She is. I mean, you know, granted, Tori got a little bit further than her on the on the throw, but they're but fourth and fourth fifth. And fifth respectively so that's going to do very well there's a chance there for auburn to grab some points on secs uh, and national championships that they both qualify together which is going to be key for auburn placing better overall absolutely very proud of these ladies women's weight throw again we've already talked about it but we'll say it again maddie malone with that silver medal with a throw of 21.11 meters out of 23 competitors danielle gregory with a throw of 15.90 meters 17th Mara Hewalt with a throw of 15.90 meters for 18th place overall. So moving on to the men. So we've got the men's 60 meter dash. We had just Christopher Grant. Um, He placed fifth out of 61 athletes with a time of 6.71 seconds. And what I like about Chris here is, you know, he's kind of burst onto the stage this season with us in indoor track and field. After I know we've talked about him in previous seasons, I believe. I don't think he's a freshman, if I have that correct. No, he's not. Uh, Couldn't tell you what he is. But I, I know we've talked about him previously on different right. seasons. But people are going to tell me if I'm wrong, so I probably am wrong. Uh, but anyway, I just like watching where he's kind of risen to in terms of the leader in this event for the men and that he's now fifth in, in this event. So I feel very I good about where he's sitting at. I agree. And he's very consistent throughout the board. His fastest this season was 6.64 seconds, but pretty consistently in that 6.7 range. Right. So I'm proud of him. And this is So we know this is not his best. So think if he had run his best in this race, where he might he to finish? Right. Right. So next we've got the men's 200 meter dash. We had three competitors. Brandon Smiley placed seventh out of 60 athletes with a time of 21.07 seconds, followed by Christopher Grant placing 18th with a time of 21.37 seconds. And finally, Jason Reese with a time of 21.8 seconds and a 41st place finish. 
Next up is the men's 400 meter. One competitor, Nathaniel McRae, with a time of 49.57 seconds. Uh, a little bit faster time for him on this one than he had in the Razorback Invitational. Mm-hmm. So an improvement there as well. Uh, we'll move on to the men's 800 meter run. We had three competitors out of and 40 com- uh, uh, competitors in this event overall. Um, Evan Rogers led the way with a run of 1 minute 54.7 seconds for 14th overall. Tommy McDonough, 1, point, uh, 1 minute 55.9 seconds for 23rd. And then Jack Rogers, the brothers there, the Rogers brothers, <laughs> uh, one, point, uh, 1 minute 56.2 uh, seconds for 25th overall. Yep. And then moving on to the men's 1600, we had Tommy McDonough with a fourth place finish out of 19 athletes and a time of four minutes, 14.5 seconds. So again, Kyle, this is not his best this season. His Mm -hmm. best was four minutes, 11.6 seconds, not far off from his best. But had he performed at his best, Mm -hmm. it makes you wonder, you know, would he have placed first or second? And look how different, you know, too, is he didn't, this is back from his like first meet. First meet, yeah, he hasn't competed in three meets in the 1600. Help me understand, most of the time that's because the event just was, there wasn't enough competitors to run this one probably. Uh, Not necessarily. It may have been that in other meets he was competing in other events. So I'm looking like in the UAB Invitational, he ran the 1,000 and the 3,000 at Razorback. So you just have to kind of figure out what's going to be too much for one athlete. And it's, it's probably a case of maybe coach spry trying to figure out what event they should compete in, best in on the championship level exactly exactly so moving on to the men's 60 meter hurdles we had craig clark placed 32nd out of 37 athletes with a time of 8.38 seconds followed by david edmondson with a time of 8.77 seconds and a 37th place finish david matches his best overall run in this event yeah um after i believe i forget which event that or uh, meet that was but uh it's, at least matches his time mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about the men's high jump two competitors dontavius hill 2.12 meters for his jump which gets him seventh out of 20 that's kind of where we see seen dontavius a lot yep. you know every once top in a while he, he sneaks into the top three mm-hmm. but he kind of consistently is in the upper half which, which i really like i agree and as long as you're top eight you score points for your team there it is right there david edmondson again on this high jump with a jump of 1.97 meters for 18th out of 20 the long jump, we had one competitor, uh, two competitors, excuse me, Merrill Parker with a jump of 6.63 meters for 28th out of 30. And then David Edmondson with a jump of 5.85 meters for 30th out of 30. So not our best event. At all, when you can, but it's all about exposure. It is, yes, and getting used to And the to more something. you compete, and yeah, neither of them threw their best, or jumped, excuse me, I'm looking at shot They puts. threw their bodies. <laughs> That's right. That's a way of neither looking at it. Neither of them jumped their best, but they were there. Yes. And that's what this is about. Exposure, exposure, exposure. So the final two events are the men's shot put. So we had Evan Blair placed 10th out of 13 athletes with a throw of 15.02 meters. And finally, we had the men's weight throw. We had Eric Ebel placed 12th out of 18 with a throw of 18.31 meters, followed by Kyle Brown with a throw of 18.17 meters and a 13th place finish. And that's the the meet that was, the second one at the uh, Clemson Clemson. facility there. Uh, We've bounced around a lot. We've gone to, you know, Arkansas, Arkansas. Clemson, UAB, I believe, was one of the ones. We sent people up to Boston. Yeah. So our athletes have competed on a lot lot of different stages against a lot of different competition. But now it's time to focus on conference and who's actually the best. So, and Auburn actually has another week off. So I don't remember us having this many 
weeks off last year in indoor. You say that, but the more I think about, and I was thinking about this earlier before we started recording, that I remember personally that there was, or at least seemed to be, like a lot of them bunched up together at the beginner, and okay. then they slowly started to kind of give them weeks in between okay. as they got to the postseason competition. That's how I remember. Well, maybe I just I'll have to go back and look. I cannot remember at all. But Auburn has another week break, so they don't return until February 28th and 29th for the SEC Indoor Championships in College Station, Texas, so now which is one of my favorites. All the way out there to dusty old College Station. But it's probably warmer. <laughs> it's than probably warm, but they're going to be indoors. So it doesn't but matter. no, it still matters. We've discussed this on the podcast. I know that, it still that matters. you still feel a little bit of that temperature. Yeah, feel the breeze. Capris? Wait, you got open doors in there? No, usually these indoors, they have like a little vent that you can feel it. Ooh, it's so chilly. It's not as bad as it would be out there, though. Correct. Well, Kyle, first we got to figure out who are you looking at for the championship meet? Uh, Who's your one athlete that you are excited to see compete? I mean, I think for Auburn as a team to have a really good day, they've got to be led by their throwers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... You I know, not have let you pick. First. Well, I see. Why did I do this? To but myself? well, I mean, you and I think along the same lines. But I'm not. I want to make the easy pick of Maddie Malone, or you know, Tori McKinley. Um, I'll, I'll go Tori McKinley because I think I think we're probably expecting Maddie to get a top three, at least top five finish. Yeah. I think if Tori can do that as well, that's going to set Auburn up very well as a team. Very now nice. it's up to the individuals after that, and then there are different events that some of them are running, not even related to that, to determine how Auburn overall does a team after that. Okay, fair. Well, we actually didn't pick the same athlete, and I'm going to you know, pull a Jessica and pick two. Wait, wait, wait. How do you always get to pick two? Well, you just picked Tori McKinley and Maddie Malone. No, I said I said. Well, okay. No, no, no. You kind of did. Okay. So I'm going to pick Joyce Camelli. All right. Because obviously Coach Spry sees a lot in her for Mm -hmm. him to send her to Boston Mm -hmm. by herself. So I pick her for the distance. I'm also picking Natasha Jordan. Mm -hmm. She's got a lot of of events out there. The high jump, the long jump, you know, uh, hurdles. I really think in hurdles we can see her shine in this next meet. So those are my two picks. So let me throw another name there in the mix, too, since we're talking about placements and, you know, overall team yeah. score. This is the first time in a while I think we've had the opportunity to make a little bit of noise as a team. I'm not talking about top five finish right. uh, because there's probably I don't think every SEC team has a team represented here, but I think probably 10 at least. Mm-hmm. I, I would say we could probably get to about a seven or a six overall as a team if we really had our best day. Jessica didn't think so, yeah. but I... But Are you think talking about men's it. or women? I'm talking together. You know, if there we there isn't a together, baby. I thought they po- posted them together. No, sweetheart. Oh, dadgummit. Here I was trying <laughs> to be hopeful. I was no, trying to throw Kristen no, for Grant a bone no. and saying, like, if you combine all of them together, okay, you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, they've never done it that way. Regardless, I do think the women could definitely make that. It's gonna Christopher Grant is going to lead the way for the men. So yes. the rest of the guys have to set up if they're going to do anything better than the last two spots as a team. Fair. Okay. So where can people talk to you about this on social media? You can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. And you can find me on Twitter at JessicaLoomisRN. So thank you all for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you about the SEC Indoor Championships. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, 
SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?